we do we do need to uh it's clear we have to bump our stuff out on social media to me if we want more listeners what just happened we can if you want the air conditioning condenser shut yeah, off. Something shut off. I know it just changed everything though. It, it sounds, did. It sounds so good now. That actually caused a little vibration that wasn't necessary, but yeah, I think if we if we wanted to, I think yeah. like especially because there's stuff to go back. People like that still bring it up. They're like, hey, I was watching. I yeah. think it was episode seven or whatever. But, but Diebel said he watched, you know, like something. And then anytime anybody's talking about it, it's Diebel. I like Diebel because I I grew up I grew up with some. Some people or whatever, like it was Dibler, right? Okay. And it looked the same except Dibel. Yeah. I got you. So All right. that works. I'm gonna but, call I'm actually gonna call him that as well. Well, what's funny too is I grew up with some people with it looks like it's the name last name is P T A C E K or something like that. But yeah. back in Iowa where I'm from they called it Patachik was the way it was pronounced. Okay. Well, when I started working at Western at one of the custodians, exact same spelling, she's like, No. It's Patasek. <laughs> so I'm like, same spelling, just, you know, different people say different words. Yeah. yeah. Schmidt's just Schmidt. Yeah. Heater. It's pretty much just heater. Yeah, you can't mess that Coppers, up. Coppers, you could screw up with saying it's a C or something. Coppers. Yeah, it gets screwed up quite a bit. My, you know, when you sit there and tell somebody, like, how to spell it, they're like, oh, like with a K. Hey, like D-nice. My first cousin who's on, who watches this, Mitch, yeah. his last name is Muth. M-U-T-H, but like M-U-T-H. it could have been Muth, Muth, Muth. But I remember like yeah. we'd be at a wrestling tournament and my cousin Mark or whatever would be like, and it's Mo- and it's Muth. They they either say Muth or Muth, and I okay. think they're fine with either or. But yeah. like I remember being at wrestling tournaments and they'd be like on deck, West Hancock, Mark Muth. <laughs> you know, it's like so I think if I had to read it, I would say Muth. Yeah. yeah, there was a really good golfer in the area with, and his name was. Shad, Shad Muth, but they went by Muth. Shad okay. Muth. Muth. Did you see the uh, the kid from the Moors? Yeah, he finished, Will, he finished Will Anderson second. got second there. Yeah, he'll be in the PGA someday, I'm sure. I, I mean, the guys at at the club say he's got what it takes. Like he's got the. T- it's going to depend on how hard he wants to work at it. Like to imagine that there's a guy he's you know a plus three and a half or plus four. I, I don't know. I'm guessing. I have no idea. I could look it up. I'm sure, but. Like what other level is there? And the thing is, is consistency. You have to be able to play four rounds. You have to be able to make cuts. You have to, you know what I mean? Like that's that's how good those guys are. It's it's wild. So, but that the the range, right? So like when they're, I would say like you got guys like Joel Damon, right? He's never in the hunt to win anything, but every now and then he'll creep into like the top 10 of a tournament, but like he's pretty much always right at cut mark yeah. and he finishes middle of the pack, but he's still playing week in, week out. Yeah. That like, type of guy no can, make a, can make a name. And if he's, but to be a guy, you got to win some tournaments. You got like, there's so many guys that are trying and they, they make a cut every fourth time, and it's like that's not an easy life because mm. they're not making enough money to tra- you know, travel and cover I'm their sure. expenses and stuff like I'm that. I'm sure their sponsors like are the ones who get fed up because I'm sure the sponsors, for the most part, are covering travel. It's well, probably in there. Yeah, like- but if you're that guy who's making one out of four cuts or whatever or one out of five, you, you're usually homegrown. 
you've got people from your hometown who have money who are supporting yeah. you, hoping you get a top 10, you get a top whatever, and then all of a sudden now you've got Adidas money and this and that. So, yeah. Anyway. We should talk. But pretty we cool. Should, we should start off by talking about these uh, bad air quality. Dude, it's, it's isn't it crazy? Like, I didn't even know this was a, like, I knew it was a thing, but then I, like, today and yesterday I really noticed it. Well, Jeff put out a thing on our group for the golfers. He's like, apparently there's an air quality issue, and if that affects anybody or whatever, let me know. You know, if you don't want to golf and spend three hours on the course tonight. And I, like, right away I just said, I was like, uh, unless Heritage Glen is on fire, like, I'm playing. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. like, but that's just me. I mean, I... And, this, and this is from the f- the fires in Canada? Yeah. Jesus they have, like, they have, like, 450-some wildfires going, and, like, 257 of them are, like, not un- they're not under control. Like they aren't controlling them. They're just letting them burn. Yeah. Well, they just they can't control them. They're too. Are they? They're, they're not wild. even in places that are probably even. Think about like, Canada. Holy I know. Crap. Everybody's near the border, for the most yeah. part. You get up there, that stuff is like. I remember people going on fishing trips. I heard of like where they have to be flown in and landed on water to go do their trip. Yeah. Like so, my stepdad does this, every like three months. Yeah, it's crazy. They drive up to basically the yeah. border, hop on a seaplane, take off from landing strip. Land I mean, like, isn't it like ninety percent of the population is within like a hundred miles of the U.S. border? I want to say that something like the that. Ratio of like square miles per person is is so drastically different than what we know. Yeah, because it goes so far north. There's but a there's lot nobody of up there. Uninhabitable. And I'm guessing that that's part of what's burning. Same way, same like way they're not like it's not like we're in California where you're like, oh, this neighborhood's about to go up. Uh, maybe, but it's it's not way up there. I mean, it's pretty close to our yeah, to US have, border. Yeah, I'd say a be. bunch of I heard a bunch of those fires moved into uh, uh, the UP. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's like they say that if this index is above a hundred, like a hundred and above, means a warning should go out. And they said like something around like Chicago was one seventy five, but Grand Rapids was two fifty five on that index. Just we, yesterday, I guess. So we started like monitoring just, it on Monday, and we had to send out a notice this afternoon. Like our my safety professional, my job was like, "What do you want to do?" So we reached out to the client, see what their their you know policy was. But they don't have an outdoor policy. Their you know their facilities inside. So we had a meeting with um, some of the safety reps in our company. Like you guys need to monitor this. It was, it got over three hundred in Kalamazoo today, and it was two, two sixty five for the majority of the day. Are and we talking about air quality? Mm-hmm. That's how. That's the problem how is one. these fine particulates that cross into the bloodstream. Those are the problems. So you start talking to stuff with safety people. They're like, "Yeah, this is terrible. You can't be breathing this." Plastic. So tomorrow, what we're probably doing is limiting outside work, and the recommended dosage for being outside is like a half hour. For every half hour outside, you need like two or three hours inside or something. No, you need a day really? inside. Yeah, really. Yeah, like oh. no strenuous well, activity. We got guys working outside. In yeah, fact, we deal. have like a I spent like a greenhouse pretty setup much all day inside today on top of this building that we're working on. You know, tempted in plastic, and we're just gonna shut them down probably. I mean, we'll see what it looks like in the morning, but until the wind starts coming out of the south, what are you gonna do? Hey, you should. Take the day off tomorrow, and we should go golfing. Yeah, no, not, no one will be on the courses. Oh, that one's gonna work. <laughs> the courses will I be am empty. golfing tomorrow. Courses will be empty. 
I am golfing tomorrow. Is it your Moores League? Yeah. Yeah. I was supposed to meet up with Brian Salmon. He said he's got a tailor-made spider that he's not using. He gave me a good deal on. Just want a nicer putter than that top flight one I'm using. Even though on Friday at that Ridgeview, I putted like freaking you want, me to get, you want me to get it from tomorrow? Yeah, if, I mean, if he's got it with him. I'll text him. I was going to try to meet up with him. He's like, just he was going to let me just try it out for a week or two, I think. So, Why don't you, If you see him, yeah. Oh, he him. will. Yeah, text him, and then I'll text him, too. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. That'd can, be sweet. I, I don't know what time he plays tomorrow, but we can. I'm kind of wanting to get the... The Ricky Fowler. Yeah. I kind of want the jam. Everybody, yeah, you got to put your pre-order in right now. I saw that. You could pre-order. Yeah. What's funny is before they even mentioned it, they were even talking about it, I was looking at it just liking the way it looked at the bottom. Like, it looked like it was weighted nice. I didn't know about the long. That's one that I I like a mallet, you know. I like that. I've always liked wing. Like, I had the saber tooth, and then I went with a wing ping that I liked for a while, and I just fell out of love with it. Um now I'm back to just a regular, like, small, you've seen it, the small mallet, Scotty Cameron, that I just, I don't know, I like it, so stick with that. Well, I mean, the top flight one isn't doing bad. I just don't like the grip. I want the bigger grip that I used to have that on the, the nice one that I had on the other spider I had was, it felt better in my hand. Yeah. But that Nick... When we were golfing, he's like, the first four or five holes, like, I didn't even get a chance to putt. Like, if we had, like, something that yeah. was, in, if it was, like, eight to ten feet, I was just hitting him in. <laughs> yeah, that's he, he's what. Like, he's like, this is nuts. That's what Lee said. Lee was like. But then we got with those guys. I mean, I was close. I wasn't missing bad, but it wasn't, like, yeah. they weren't falling. Like but you were the making beginning. them. Yeah, it was like, for me, that's unheard of. Like, I am always good at a ten-footer getting close. I feel like they never fall. That's why I never, I always end up with bogeys and double bogeys. So I can't save that par with a ten-foot putt. <laughs> yep. I was, uh, I ended my, you know, I went 27 on Thursday, 18 on Friday, 36 on Saturday, 18 on Sunday, God. 27 on Monday, 26. That actually. is nuts, man. So it was, well, I got to, I got to golf league coming in. We tee off at 537. I roll into the parking lot about 541. Just Tony's waiting for me. He's like, let's go. We're on the tee. Well, we weren't, we weren't quite on the tee. Yeah, as usual, the it was starters a li- like it, fortunately, a siesta. Fortunately, so. it was just a little bit behind, but we tee off first swing directly in the woods, just <laughs> on ten <laughs> after all that golf, just bam. Out there too. No, I hit it good. I just pulled it and it went. It airmailed into the woods. So then, so then the next one, I'm like, hey, you guys, mind if I take line of flight and drop? I dropped it at how far out was it? I don't know, two fifteen or two fifteen in the flight. Yeah, two fifteen. I hit. I hit a four iron up to the like long. middle, yeah, long, and uh, and then proceeded to like chunk, make a double. Next hole, hit a good shot, hits the hits that overhanging tree, goes into the swamp, couldn't find it, make a bogey. Next hole, bogey. Next hole, birdie. Next hole in the water on my second shot after being ninety five yards out, make make a bogey. And then I parted the rest of the ball. This is so discouraging to me. I shot I, forty. <laughs> I shot forty with three lost balls. For me, I was like, "That's that was pretty good." That'll work. I'd take it. But those 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 guys did not play. We dude, we have to have scored a the, billion points. The irony that that guy because you played pretty well too. Scotty you only Cameron had two bad putter. holes. Yeah. You played well. We're getting there. We're oh, definitely yeah. getting more consistent. Oh. Some of these shots, I'm. Super stoked! I get so happy when some of these I hit some of these shots. That shot, see, 
you, he hits a shot from 148, almost dunks it on 14, mm-hmm. and then I'm I'm 97 yards and I chunk it into the into the thing. He and then he almost makes the putt for a birdie, tap and par, no problem. Yeah. Like just on it, yeah. I could have kept that thing going too if I wouldn't have lost that one on 15. Which I, I have no idea how we didn't find it. Yeah, that was weird because I thought it was up by the trap. Yeah, for sure I did. Yeah, it it felt at least halfway decent. You yeah, know, I just kind of yanked it a little bit, but yeah, yeah, it was definitely left to where you wanted to to go with it, but it was. I, I mean, know. we were yeah. we were getting up and down and around on greens like nobody's business. In fact, well, that you know the pre-shot routine for that shot on four or on 15 so that second shot i hit in that long stuff on the back side of that bunker that downhill one i just mm-hmm. chopped some wood with that 54 degree wedge and just nope popped right out just like i thought it was going to dude i couldn't believe that and did, that was might have been the best shot of the whole night the some of these iron or these uh wedge shots like around the green and stuff i'm getting just so I picture it in like that's how Chad plays golf. Like he just walks up and he's like, "This is where I want it to go." Yeah, you know, and it's more of if he misread the, something. The exception is Chad doesn't hit it there for us. Yeah, like no me and you, we hit it to we those spots. Yeah, we got we got to get up and down a lot. We're hitting it to those spots. Yeah. But you're right. If he did, he'd figure it. Out. You're just smooth. You walk up and you think, you know, you really don't even think. You know, well, Ch- I swing this and it's gonna yeah. go. Right well, Chad, there. this weekend shot seventy five. 75 and then i think he shot 82 on sunday but he had a migraine he woke up and he was like dude i don't like i get a migraine like twice a year i think i have one so he's like it didn't subside to like the 11th hole yeah. but he mm-hmm. played sure so but he sh- but he shot 82 with a migraine right <laughs> so he goes yo you beat me today i'm like you shot in the 80s he's like i had a migraine i'm like holy shit Okay. I played that Bay Harbor with uh, food poisoning. I threw, up, I threw up for like three hours straight that morning right when we woke up. Oh. Just kept throwing up. I was like, oh, God. I'm not, and my guts were like so hurt. My abs hurt from throwing up so much. Yeah. Bay Harbor's, Bay Harbor's a great course. But I was out there like. You have the three nines, the quarry, the. Yep. What is it, The quarry, the ridge maybe? And the. Is that what it is? The quarry? I remember, the, I remember the quarry and that's it. The name. Yeah, there's because we golf that too. Well, there's three of them. You well, looking at them? Taco Bell got me. Taco Bell got Taco me. Taco Bell. Taco Bell. I had six like pack demolition. I had a six pack of tacos, and I I woke up and I was like, kind of had the chills. And I'm like, what the heck? This is weird. And then all of a sudden, I was crazy nauseous started, and just, yeah, can, just yeah. started throwing up. Yeah. That yeah, you know, on hole five, the little baby dog leg or whatever that you can tee at Heritage, right? Yeah. Jeff on that, he drew one pretty good i mean it was a nice shot like if had he started it like in the fairway it was definitely like just gonna roll up there probably it would have been a perfect shot but he was yeah. just a touch left which you know how it usually gets hung yeah. up in those evergreens yeah well he must have been in between the out of bounds in those evergreens and it was hooking around that way I figured he lost it off in there well they end up taking the other guy's shot well they went to park their cart they found it almost to the tee box on six so it must have hit the cart path and was way up there. Like, so beyond the green. Oh, my gosh. Like, they had a shot back. So they're like, oh, what? we're just going to pick up this ball instead of taking that shot we just hit. And we're going to go back and hit Jeff's. They had a tree kind of in the way. But 
still they were hitting two and they weren't. They had already hit the other shot. The the other. Um, been they, they, Sorry, boys. They had. Anyway, <laughs> they didn't have the other shot. They had to take a drop. Sure. They, oh, gotcha. They gotcha, took gotcha. a drop from what the other guys was, so they. Yeah. You know gotcha. what I mean? Like, so right, then they were, we were okay. We yeah, weren't going to hold them to taking a yeah, drop when they found it. For sure. For sure. So it must have hit the car path a couple times. Well, I, I think, like I said, he hit a good enough shot to make the green. Sure. If the draw was in line. Yeah. But it, because it was a f- little bit farther left, so I mean, it probably hit a couple times, but like the fact that it, you know, when you go up there, you go between those trees yeah. and you just hang a, a sharp left. Yeah. Like, they were like just before that sharp left. Oh my god! And so they they were able to hit back on the green and get a par. But nice, <laughs> nice, yeah. It's always. Yeah, I funny. think we probably scored a pile of points, Tony, on Monday. I hope so. I mean, we had a very very slim margin to make the playoffs in the first half, but we. I mean, the last three years we've always rallied in the second half. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we usually we usually keep it pretty tight in the second half. But was that the last week of the first half? Twas, hmm. so. All right, we'll dominate the second half. I can't. Mean. I think so. I, I don't. I think my he's handicap is way too high. So I mean, we should be able to juicy, rake. But there's, I mean, for a minute. Monday, you had to give up six. I mean, you are always giving up. Strokes. Are we playing this Monday or no? No, I didn't think no, so. No, it's a week after. So, um, but that was one of the first times like I had to give up. So there is a ton of people in that league that float. In that nine to nine to fifteen range. Yeah, I know. So it always usually the person I'm playing against is where I'm at, or is giving me one. You know, the other side. Uh, the yeah, but it sounds like it's a Stableford. It is. Oh, shoot. here I can show you. Let's see here. Uh, I can show you what the score looks like. Night. Which means you're playing. Like, you're scoring no matter what, but then if you beat your guy, you get bonus points, right? Does that sound about right? It's kind of weird. So The Cuba line is pretty good. How busy are Monday nights there? Slam. Is it? That place must just be raking now. It uh, takes out both sides. The... uh, On Tuesday when we're there, I went out early with the kids because I'm off this week, and I just let them hit some balls and... It was they had an outing of some kind, but it, the parking lot had maybe five spots open is all. That's how big the Michigan. As you, as you get into late June, July, and August, more often than not, we'll come in the league on Monday night, and the parking lot will be packed because they always they have outings almost nonstop out there. Just crazy. But then again, you have to subsidize that non-league play on the weekdays with outings, and that's how golf courses you know sustain. Um, and then weekends they always just keep open for, you know, for tea times. But dude, I can't even. I don't even know how this. It's tough, goes. right? Dude, this is nuts. The way this is scored is so complicated. Right. You have because there's player points, there's team points, there's you have versus player versus player. So. You get three points. For the individual player versus player. Then the team points, which is, but it doesn't say. It says team aggregate. So that must be take your handicap away from both scores, add it together, and then against the other teams together. That's four points. So there's seven. Then you're just playing the course on a Stableford format. 
where a pars were two, birdies were three, eagles were four. And those must be net. Right? Yeah, those are net. Then there's player, team versus field. Those are zeros, so that doesn't that doesn't play. Huh. Oh, you're, they have a max stroke for, for per hole. Did you see that? It seems a little high. Well, hold on, though. Max stroke per hole, three to eight? What does that mean? Three, if it's a par three. The max is eight. Par four, nine. Par five, ten. Then there's a six. That's also a ten. There's no par six. Just in case. There's no just, par sixes out there. Just in case one shows up. Never, you got it covered. I've never... In fact, never played a par six. <laughs> I quad putted a par six in my life for a ten spot. <laughs> okay, so it's it's complicated. So what would you have like a par two? It's just like you chip onto the green. You could do those in betweens. You could do some in between holes. Oh, how's that for an idea for golf? Taint holes, if you will. Just put the in between yeah, holes. The in between the holes. Old taint. Yeah. The old taint course? What would you shoot on the taint? I had a par two taint. Yeah, so you play the golf, but then you got the taint course too. Sure. Right in between. Right. Where it's like, like a chip, from green, it's like a from chip green to tee, right? Yeah. Like you, you like play a, tee to green, yeah. but then you can also play green. Yeah, you're like, tea, hey, you're like, hey, tea. I shot 43, but on the taint, I shot 18. Taint? I, was, I wasn't there tight. I was even I par. Was I was even taint. par on the taint. <laughs> we, got a, we got a smooth par on the taint. I lost two balls in the taint. <laughs> I did. I got uh, it. I got But I have to have another one. Oh, my gosh. I lost two balls in the taint. Never to be seen again. Oh, my gosh. I don't know that we got any more tequila ones. That's all right. That's you okay. want to stick with the lime yeah, jam? Yeah, whatever. doesn't matter. It'd be a side-by-side -side comparison for you. There you go. Okay, so... um, You know what? The tequila ones don't say sun sips. What's up with that? Well, the other ones don't. Oh, I ordered that hat too, by the way. No. I couldn't resist. No, they do. Oh, they do. Well, you can drink the tequila ones at nighttime. <laughs> They're like, Night we, sips. May, we may have made a marketing error here. Put you to sleep sips. How about just. They're just waiting. Monday through They're Sunday waiting sips. for this. This is the one. This is the, the tank course sips. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be sweet? You got in between the holes. You have like a chip, it, chip and a putt. Just zero time off. And There's you, no and, break. And, and we call the entire we call it the taint round. course. <laughs> it's tight. We like to keep that. We like to keep that rough tight on this taint course. Nobody likes a sloppy taint course. Keep it tight. Keep keep that yard mode on that taint. We could have put big holes on the on the taint course. Is that a crooked cr dick country club? Yeah, no. We're talking about in between. You have yeah. a whole different course in between the holes. Yeah, that'd be sweet. <laughs> you could, you could play it to where you gotta, you gotta hit the, you gotta hit the, um, the marker on the tee box like that dude did on seventeen. Dude rifled that one in it, <laughs> like took a hop off the cart path and then hit that, hit the tee marker. Oh. oh, yeah, that's right. 
He did. He goes, oh, that'd be all right. I go, did you see it? He goes, yeah, it was coming back. I go, you hit the last T. You yeah. know how Heritage has the T-Mars that have the angle? So on 17, this guy hits it, and he, and he doesn't hit it great. And this guy doesn't hit it very far anyway, so it's it's drawn back. And he's like, oh, okay, well, I think it might have bounced out just to the fairway. I go, well, you're on the good grass, but you're not in a fairway. Dude he's goes, like, what? I go, didn't you see it? It hit the, it hit the last T-marker square. Went straight up in the air, yeah. like 30 <laughs> feet, and then plopped Ball. right in between both T-markers. <laughs> back on the team. I go, good news is you're on short grass. You find it, right? <laughs> he goes, I hit that one, and I'm thinking to myself, poorly, but you did hit it. And this ball had a travel height of maybe 10 foot. Oh, yeah, I, I liked that guy. He was all right. He was a little was, too much. Yeah. He's yeah, one of those yeah. guys that... The it, other guy was pissing me off. You know what pisses me off the most is when people are like, great putt, and it's like it, you leave it short or it just gets close. It's like, stop. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> Why don't we watch it go in, and then you can tell me that. Yeah. How's that sound? Yeah. Yeah. I told Todd the other... Dude, this, this was a couple weeks the ago. The guy I played against, I made, I don't know how many freaking four, five-footers for par, and we're, we're... I'm from here to there, and he doesn't... He doesn't like, look, I'll putt it because I'm yeah. going to make it. He just doesn't want to concede But at it. some point, I'm like, you've seen me make five from three times longer than this. Meanwhile, really? Meanwhile, really? His, part, his partner's given me anything inside six foot. I'm like, cool. <laughs> yep, cool. So I, I'm I, like, I, I'm I almost sure called him out. I'm like, dude. The tone was set I don't early. mind putting, but holy Moses. And I've been giving him putts because he's tapping them in there for triple bogey i'm starting to use your mindset though where you're like you know what give him a couple at first give him cold on that putter and mm-hmm. then and then tell him yeah all right put this one bud yeah but it's it's <laughs> they're like wait a minute that but was once good you've made but once you've made a few four footers when you're a f- 12 to 18 inches away like i get it if our match was coming down to something but it wasn't even close i'm like we can we can be gentlemen <laughs> figure this one out yeah and then and then this dude like walks off without like not dapping anyone up todd's like fuck this guy yeah i did because we're i'm like i would take my hat off i shake people's hands whatever it doesn't matter i could play like dog piss i'm still gonna like shake their hand he walks off because he hits his drive on 18 over and then chunks it in the bunker then i look at tony go he's gonna hit the lip of this bunker and then he hits the lip of the bunker buried it he's like watch this watch this watch this and he's and like we got to see a just, handful of strokes this guy's just pissed dude hammers one in the and he just walks back sulking after he shoots 57 and i'm like Damn. you should, like come on guy yeah. like, just shake her hand you know yeah i don't know that stuff a, that stuff irritates me a, like i get you're frustrated like i i would be sure. too but, but it's not your fault no and I've been who... a gentleman the whole night. I've been giving you putts every hole. Yep. Yeah. Meanwhile, I got to put everything out, which is fine. I don't care. I think. But dude, I think at some the, point the there's back a little nine bit. at Heritage is just a roller coaster out of the gate because, okay. especially in our league, there is I would say the majority of people lose one right out of ten's tee box. I hate oh, 10. for sure. It just so peels 10, out that 11, way. So ten, eleven, and twelve. Puts once you get through there, in your mouth. Once you through get through ten, eleven, and twelve. The back is way more gettable than the front. For sure. Yeah, you can My rally. My only 33s that I've ever shot are on the back. You can Heritage. rally is, you know, really even after you get out of 10. And one of them, I was one over through the first three holes. Mm-hmm. You get a nice, you know, you get out of the tee box nice on 11, 
and find yourself. You want you can rally par eleven, stripe well, a drive. Tw- as long as a tough hole. As long as you're not right on twelve, you're fine. Yeah, you know, twelve is a tough hole. Yeah, with it having seventeenth uh, fairway, you know, right nice was like. Mm. As long as you, can get, you just can't go. Trees. You just can't go right, and that's you know predominantly hey! where everyone goes. Is right. Ow! Oh jeez, I it's feel like, like a Christmas story in here. I feel like a cord's oh. gonna get ripped out of somewhere. Sit. I'm gonna hold on Ollie, this sit. laptop for a second. Sit. Sit. Stay. <laughs> Ollie breathes like that dude that we played on Stay. Monday. Stay. Breathing heavy. I look at Todd and, they, and this guy Carlos. is like standing uncomfortably close behind me. I'm like, I had to walk away. I'm like, this motherfucker sounds like Darth Vader behind me. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> That's enough, he was standing uncomfortably okay. close. Carlos, lay down. Leave him alone. Okay, leave him alone. No, no. Yeah. Wonder what they were up to. Busted in. Look at him. Look at him. They're just breathing heavy. Stay, Carlos. But look at him. Keep going. Oh, there he goes. Carlos is like, do I go out or should I stay in and maybe? He's like, oh, Ali, come back in. He feels safe in here. Yeah, Ali came back in though. There they go. (laughs) They're they're buds. They they probably know each other from. The doggy. They could place. be. Yeah, they're they're hanging. They're if if they don't, they're getting to know each other now. Yeah. I love it. I love it. This is crazy. For those listening, our dogs are here. My dog's <laughs> always here. Nick's dog is here. They met each other for the first time. They're running amok. It's it's good stuff. Yeah. So so all right. So I want to know. We've talked about golf. All right. You know, people love sure. to hear about it. Whatever. The usual we like weekly golf roundup. Yeah. Like all right. It. So. I haven't started this Fauci book that I'm I'm gonna start and all I've heard him talk about it. I heard you briefly talk about it. I can't I even... just I just wanna like I, I know I have listened to pretty much the entire Rogan podcast with uh Robert Kennedy, which Junior. is yeah, Junior. I yeah. can't really wrap my head around like I th- I feel like I could probably listen to this through like three times and still probably get, cause there's so much information. I'm trying to listen to it at 1.7, you know what I mean? Because it's so, so I told long. you guys last week, you gotta listen. It's like reading an encyclopedia. There's a ton, it's all numbers, facts and statistics, yeah. but it's, it's, it's like all somebody, worthwhile to hear. Somebody, it, it totally is. There's not a whole lot of story to it. It's just, it's just statistics and here it is. Well, and a lot of reference. Do you remember that back and forth so, where that Lowry and that Hill, and he kept saying, like, Lowry said this, and then Hill said that, mm-hmm. and they were, like, arguing back and forth. Like, that was crazy interesting. Like, the guy's, like, basically, like, admitting, you know, he's admitting, like, my hands are tied. Like, I can't do anything, you know? <laughs> and the lady's like, uh, you're letting people die then? I mean, you need to, like, do something. So is the gist of this book really, is it mostly, is it really geared around Fauci? Or is it really geared around pharma, or is are they just tied at the hip? It's Fauci in his, uh, um, I guess for lack of a better word, manipulation of um, the NIAID, um, the uh, Department of Health and Human Services, um, the 
just the the <clears throat> overall arc and structure and really planning that went into to manipulate and gain control really over you know about a trillion dollars worth of the federal budget yeah you know and how it's been redirected how you know kickbacks work how people have been um conditioned and put sure. into spots that you can't lose had you know bets have been hedged and there's been colossal blunders that have come up but somehow this guy still has a job you know? which is crazy like the the what um what rogan says right away is like you wrote this book and i would think you'd be sued you know six ways since sunday mm-hmm. if the crazy this thing was is all just a farce there's a lot of but things you haven't so there, there's multiple you have to be like whoa that come up where there's been you know, there's a couple documentaries that have been put out by the BBC that obviously we just we just don't see. They just get filtered out. We never see them. Sure. Um, I'm telling you, the part that I just finished when I was driving home today was, you know, like I was telling you at Main Street, um, the debacle, the huge, I want to say it was like $15 billion that Fauci talked President Bush in ascending over to Uganda for AIDS research because it, it tells you the whole story about sure. how the difference is between like American AIDS and African AIDS and some of the treatments that they were giving. It's you, you got to listen to it. Yeah. And, you know, I would I I could I could tell you all the stuff that's in there. Which is fine, but you have you you have to the way that these statistics and these these thing, the timelines that come up, it's almost unbelievable. You're like, are you are you shitting me? And then you know, coincidentally, Fauci gets you know makes this return during the COVID pandemic, and it's like the first time he showed up. If if this book would have been widely publicized and more people had read it prior to the COVID pandemic, he would have showed up and people have been like, no, nope, we're not Was listening to Was this out before the thing. pandemic? Very well could be. And I can, the I, HIV I, part could have been, re- it was probably ready to go, but like they didn't, in the book, it's, there's a big section of COVID misinformation and the mishandling of the COVID pandemic. Yeah, so, no, the book wasn't out because the, right, first, the whole first so, half of the book is about the COVID pandemic. But all that all stuff right, happened so, with the AIDS thing with Fauci. So let us let me ask a question on this. Like, So Fauci, obviously during COVID, he was like the guy. He was like the, like he's the star of the show when it came to, like if there's one player that people remember. November 21. Besides Trump during COVID, it was, it's Fauci. Right, but he was appointed by Trump, right? That no, no, he's been in there for fifty years. Yeah, you're talking about somebody oh, really? who's Fauci's run. been in there in this bureaucratic state for fifty years. I mean, total, not in not in government. That he took over for that, so he was already like the lead viral thing for whatever U.S. Guy, okay, so government, blah 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 blah, which is why 
So Trump said he's the guy. Let's go. His dad. His dad was a pharmacist. His he mom, just trusted everything. Both dogs. Mom did cashier at the pharmacy. So his dad was a pharmacist, and he wanted to go in and pursue. Um, ultimately, what he what he developed his plan and hangs his hat Stay on there. is uh, immune system and virology. I'll wait. Yeah, he's good. These dogs just can't get enough. Enthralling podcasting. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So go ahead. We'll just let the, let them do what they're gonna do. Um, we were talking about Fauci, how he got in, anyway, how he was there for fifty l- years. L- like I said, there's. Oh, I lost it. I don't know. No, you were talking about his dad. Yeah, you mom. guys can tell me where I was at, but I forgot where I was going with it. We're trying to help you. I appreciate it. Because oh, we, is this thing we, dead? Or we something? also derailed you. <laughs> My little zapper is dead. Hey. Can't Car- get him. Carlos, Lay Carlos down. is Stay. laying over here. These dogs are tired. They've worn each other out. It's crazy, though. I've never had anything like the... I was sitting at the parking lot at 5.30, and then Whitney comes out, and she's like, oh, he's not ready. Like He's not going to be ready until closer to like 7. And I'm like, all right, we'll come back and, and wait. So I'm sitting there at 7. I'm waiting and waiting. <laughs> And like finally, a girl brings him out. I was just like, "Holy crap!" Yeah. Like, why so late? Huh? It is what it is. All right, let's keep the, down this Fauci path because this is fascinating to me, and I haven't I haven't read one iota of this. So, so much of it was written probably before the pandemic, but much of it was written after the pandemic or during the pandemic, right? By I say written, I'm saying like the stuff as far as all of the hiv background and the, yeah, way, he, the way he handled all of that i yeah. mean it was written in history because it had happened right right and rfk obviously knew about it and a lot of people knew about how the mishandling of that was but it's almost like they took a similar playbook in a sense where winners have already been picked like the idea of pushing a vaccine was probably already chosen the yeah. idea of this remdesivir or whatever was probably like well this is going to be the the drug that's going to win and then uh, it's almost like they have a playbook well, I, to to demonize the hydroxychloroquine and yeah, the ivermectin. ivermectin. So it's like, then you have all these other doctors saying like, no, actually, if you can get this stuff in early, like, there's not going to be any problems. Like, people are going to survive yeah. if they can get this stuff early. So if they're showing any signs or symptoms, like, let's well, get I'm, it to them. I'm, I'm, I, that happened to me. But it's just, the thing is, is what I didn't realize is that the whole, uh, like, when remdesivir or whatever gets FDA approval and then Medicaid has to cover it. That's where the back channel into how taxpayers end up having to pay for everything. Gotcha. Because FDA approves, it's a $10,000 a dose thing thing or something, or 3300 or whatever yeah. it was per dose. But it, because it's FDA approved, Medicaid has to do it. That's the, how the back end gets you. Who funds Medicaid? Taxpayers. Right. So it's almost like he had this, like, he's just a great businessman in terms of like keeping pharma profitable getting money in for their research and like almost picking winners oh, and, and losers get, and in getting advance. paid himself yeah he's yeah. the he's the puppeteer so gosh so i i had heard something and i may have mentioned this last week i don't remember that they like they've known for a long time that these vaccines 
that they're pushing do not really do much to a coronavirus. Like they've known this, yet yeah, that's the that was the solution. Like scientifically, it's been known. I have a thing saved on, I think on TikTok or on Instagram. I'll send it to you guys. And the way this guy talks is like you're like, hmm, that's interesting. Like if it's true, you have to fact check it. But like, hmm. So you go into this and like it makes kind of it kind of makes sense because of what you're saying. Like we go into something. All right, let's pick the winners. Let's pick the losers. Let's figure it out. I don't know. It's yeah. wild. So. Tony, you're, you said this is 23 hours long? 27. At, at regular speed, it's 27 hours long. 27, and you're just about through it? Mm-hmm. At, but you, you, I mean, so you sped it up a little bit, but the, but still, you're, what do you, the, I mean, what do you have left, an hour or two? No, I got 10 hours, 10 hours left now? Like, I can tell you. Like, oh, so you're so you're so you're like only a thir- two thirds of the way through it. You're not almost through it. You're right there. You're like in the thick of it. You know what you do? What I did? I'm at sixty percent. I had to listen at one point five, right? It's yeah. reasonable. It's yeah. very understandable at one point five. Yeah, I listened to a lot at one. But what I did is I went and bumped it up to two for like a minute to get that fast hearing, and then I go from the two to one point seven. And 1.7 seems slow then. then so you, it's like, yeah, it's like swinging a heavy baseball bat oh, and dropping exa- the donut. Listen, I don't think, is, I don't think, this I, is, like, like, this is why I practice my free throws from the top of the key. Yeah. I don't, I don't I know how fast your brain works, Nick, but I would really say that you're missing some of the sink in. Oh, for sure. I you prefer I mean? 1.5. I would prefer to listen to it at one. I would be willing to challenge you that you're picking up on your, you may be flirting with some confirmation bias on what's coming out at that speed. I had it at one, and it sounded like the guy was. To me, I feel like it was recorded at one point two five, and one is a slowed down mm-hmm. version for everyone to kind of digest everything that goes in. It's when not, I get past one point, it's not Robert Kennedy Jr. talking. No, when I get past one point two five, it's there's just not enough time to mentally think about what's coming your way. There's, there's no way. I I I would be willing to bet. Well, I'm. I not, mean, you'd have to be. You'd really have to be able to just soak in information, retain it, and then think back about it. And I listen to this thing at an hour clip at a time because I listen to it when I go to work and when I drive home from work. Yeah. But it there is so much stuff that goes in. And even I'm just skipping along the top. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm going to go back and listen to this thing at least one more time. I'll listen to it probably just at like the 1.2, but I, the COVID misinformation stuff that was getting so long, it, that's when I turned it up to 1.7. It's the same, it's the same way when you get it, into the, the, the AIDS portion of it, which is basically part two of it, the book. It makes me, it makes you wonder, though, hearing what you guys are saying about this. And clearly, many of these statistics are just facts, right? I mean, the guy hasn't been sued. He's not been imprisoned for defamation or anything. So a lot of what is being said in this book is should is true, right? Yeah. I mean, would have to be. What else? It's really similar to an Epstein right? situation. Like, He's, what else is there? There's, there's no, there, there's no. Listen to the book. There's no, there's no question mark about what else. It, sums everything up and it tells you how no, it no, went that way and it no, tells no, no, you no, why no. it went not that not what way. else in that but what else in in everything in the whole scheme of Everyth- I would it would lead me to believe everything is this way yeah 
That's what I mean. But crazy. He's been protected I mean, too. Like that, that, that's not, if that's if this is a news flash to someone, then no, no, no. It's it wouldn't be bad. except it wouldn't be except. There's a lot of stuff in here that's like whoa. Okay, that's kind of eye opening. Like, am I surprised? No, but I'm a little bit whoa. Right. So, if in other areas that's just everything is that way. You know how much a trillion dollars is. I mean, it's hard. It's crazy. To, it's hard to wrap <laughs> yeah. your mind around how much. A yeah, trillion, you could probably solve world hunger like how much a four times dollars over. really is. Well, it's one. It's nine hundred ninety nine billion. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like about, uh, no, I mean yeah. really soak in how much a trillion dollars is based on, you know, you know what you make a year. You know, let's say in your lifetime, you could probably at least get close to quantify about. And then think about how much money goes through your hands. Yeah. What you do with it, the people you affect with it. And these people have a trillion. Think about think about funneling things that There's a lot that can there's cost so, in a there's trillion so much dollars. money. I oh mean, my gosh. Even the richest people we know are playing with crumbs. There is an absolutely an entirely different world out there for a for a group of people. Yeah. I mean when they talk about the the one percent controlling, you know, ninety five, ninety to ninety five percent. I mean, think about it. We know some people who, you know, I mean, all of us are three, three of us sitting at this table are doing okay. We're all right. We live comfortable lives. We know a lot of people who don't even live close to as comfortably as we do. Right. We know a lot of people that live far more comfortably than we do. Mm-hmm. And that is that wouldn't even show up on the radar. That would be like comparing the Earth to the Sun size-wise there is an absolutely just whole different it's wild it's so hard to wrap your mind around that's what i mean that's what i was getting at you know there's just just wealth and money and how it flows is so so different for some people um but let me so the most recent part that i um that i listened to i remember a little bit better than than the other parts so they go through this portion where they're talking about Fauci. And let me preface this with a lot of the stuff that I think that this book is saying Fauci's responsible for. Uh, it skirts the line of directly and indirectly, whether it be he was basically the financier. Um, he approved funding or he funneled funding or some way, something he was associated with was able to push funding towards something that did something nefarious. This book is, I think is lump, lumping all that into Fauci. So technically it's not wrong, right? I mean, if he's in charge of something and that something is funding something that's doing something crazy, technically he's in charge of that. You know, yeah. he has the oversight for that. For so sure. just, yeah, just to keep that in context, right? Like most of these things, Fauci probably wasn't like, yes, no, yes. Like, he wasn't right. pushing the button for everything. But somebody under his watch was. Or you know, I could be wrong on that. He but had pushed funding towards something, put somebody in charge of something. The, that's the feeling I get is. Allowed them to make the decisions. Overall, right? So you'd be like, 
you know, if like a, a national but, brand killed people, you wouldn't say the CEO of that company killed the people. But technically, that was the guy calling the shots. Well, it's like the Boeing thing, anyway. right? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right? So the last the last portion I just wrapped up was, um, you know, I shared a little bit of this with you, with that AIDS Uganda, uh, the funding that went over. Prior to that, when... Um, the whole and it breaks down very well how the NIAID got into AIDS research and AIDS in retrospect looks a lot like how COVID looked when it comes to the path to cure it and resources and studies how how it was attacked how it was monetized and how it really generated just a ton of money right and how legislature was passed to protect uh companies um you know ultimately make them non-liable for a ton of stuff right so they're talking about this uh um this facility was in new york i think and they take um They take kids that have been surrendered to the state, so orphans, you know, people whose parents just, you know, are unfit parents deemed by the state. Um, and somehow they get greenlit. I know it says it, and like I said, I have to go back and listen to it to get all these stats, but somehow they get a green light to be able to start um, running clinical trials on these kids. And this was, this was one of the things that... Um, like I said, was there was a study done by the BBC, or excuse me, a documentary by the BBC on it. That you know, they give the title of it. I I earmarked it to go back and listen to what the title was, <laughs> and then will you plug me back in, huh? We come unplugged. Hey, plug back in. Power strips off. I'm not charging. I'm almost dead. No. So, and they're they're running these um, clinical studies on these kids that are anywhere from infants to 18 years old. And, uh... Is he trying to get out? I don't know. But I'm not charging, so this might be one of the shorter podcasts we've done. It's on. You gotta flip the switch. Is it red? Oh, this is on. Okay. Yeah, We're good. Charging. So, um, charging? Yeah. yeah, it's charging now. Um, they're talking about these kids, and the kids that come in, they're enrolled into a clinical study. Um, there's some stipulation originally on, you know, if, they're, if their mother was HIV positive. Um, if they were presumed HIV positive, that's the big one is they went from, they had to be, um, proven HIV positive to then they were just, some of the studies were just presumed. So you didn't need any proof. These kids would come in and they said that the ones that would resist, you know, taking the medication would be held down and force the medication. And if they continued to resist, they would go to this clinic, uh, this hospital, and they'd have a, have a tube put in through their abdominal wall, and the medicine would go straight to their stomach. 
Yikes. Yeah. I haven't got to that Seriously? Point. Right. So this lady Wait, this from, is real? The lady from the BBC. I'm not even close to done with this story. Oh, my gosh. This lady from the BBC comes over and does this investigative research on it. And she's like, I went to the hospital because she heard there was a mass grave. These kids are, you know. So she goes and she visits the the cemetery and finds the mass grave. She said she shows up and this is this is the part when I called you the other day. I'm like, I don't know if I'm gonna make it through this thing. So she shows up. She's like, she sees this mass grave. It just has astroturf over the top of it. She walked up. You peel the top back. She said there was over a hundred pine caskets just haphazardly thrown in the hole. What she later found out was there was more than one kid in each one. <coughs> She said it took her all day. She went around. There was headstones. There was headstones around in a semicircle around this mass grave. And she said it took her all day. And she wrote down every name. It was over a thousand names. And they confirmed there's research and studies and facts that have come out that like over 430 kids are buried in one of those graves. Nuts. Yeah. And this is funded by all of us. That's where tax money went. Oh, my gosh. There are two things on this planet that would get my blood boiling faster than anything else. One of them is any any man who wants to put his hands on a woman. The other one is anybody who... Anyone who treats a kid. Children, yeah. You hear these these things. And the other one, the other part that gets you is in 2002 when all this money went over to Uganda, they open up this facility... And they start treating um, treating mothers and infants with AZT. AZT never got approved by the FDA because it was so toxic. And they give you the breakdown of you know how they horrified the AIDS virus, right? Yeah. So they start getting people, and they they even quote like Arthur Arthur Ashe and. Some other famous people that, you know, got HIV, got AIDS. And the, and this even goes back to what they, they were eliminating the placebo side of all these blind studies. So then they had no reference point of what other, what healthy people or what people not getting the drug would happen. So when something would happen, they would just chalk it up as an adverse side effect or a coincidence. And these drugs were killing people. The toxicity level, look, the whole idea of chemo is that the cancer is going to die before you do. And it's just a who's got the most runway. Do the cancer cells? Because it's going to kill everything. Mm-hmm. That's what these toxic drugs were, were based on. Where, okay, what's can you survive the treatment? I mean, it's a scorched earth theory of <clears throat> everything's going to get killed. We're going to napalm everything, and hopefully there's more good than there is bad in your body, and the bad is gone before all the good's gone too. Right, man. It's you listen to some of these parts of this 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 audiobook, and it's horrifying. And this is all funded by all of us. Jeez, that's the crazy part. You know, we don't even get the we don't even get the luxury of like what they would do with a firing squad, where some people get blanks and some people get real ammo, so nobody knows who pulled the trigger. Mm-hmm. We all know all this stuff that's funded by the government. All comes out of our pockets. All those hours we spend at work generating tax money, working our asses off just so we can have a cold beer on a weekend. Guess where that portion of the money that the government takes goes to? Part of it goes to killing innocent people. 
That sucks. But what can we do? You know, can we stage a coup? No, we can't because our our system is so interlaced with our daily workings and a lot of us are just trying to go hang out with our friends or just trying to hang out with our kids, have some good times and put some smiles on faces because we know everything has been stacked against us and there's there's no way out at this point. You can't, you can't over, <laughs> what are you going to do? Are you going to dig your heels in? You can't get enough people on your side to say, we're not going to work until government's figured out. We're all expendable. So what happens? Our work would get rid of all of us and then hire more people. Somebody else would undercut us. We exactly. can't. There's not enough unity amongst all of us because we're all so dependent on this fucked up system. This is crazy, though, that like just like a small, you know, like organization, you know, or just anything. Like, I think it's interesting that like during COVID when they were, you know, basically people said that if it was mostly conservatives who didn't like Fauci, right? And they were saying, like, this guy... I don't even know if that was the case because, I mean, the conservatives were running the show. What I'm saying, though, is, like, as far as, like, what he was saying about those things, I just find it interesting that a lifelong Democrat, RFK, isn't in that path. And he's like, no, Fauci's the devil, and he's about money and making these rich pharmaceutical companies richer. Mm -hmm. And they'll do it at all costs. They don't care. Like, they're willing to lose some lives, you know, for more money and profits, right? And they'll, like, the prophylactics it's, it's and stuff. Bus, it's a business. There, there's a pharmaceutical company is not an ethical doctor. No. You know, I mean, they're a company, make, and they're a business. And that's what businesses do. We live in, a, you know, but a, a free market of capitalism. So that's what businesses do. Do you think, though, that, like, just like COVID, do you think there's a possibility that both, and this is kind of what I kind of took from the whole thing, like, putting together the AIDS deal and the COVID thing together in one, you know, saying they're almost like, a not a mirror image, but, like, something happening again. Like, through, history repeats through itself. Through the lens of this book, yes, they are port portrayed in a very but similar light. I almost see it in the same way as, like, okay, when AIDS comes out, I remember, you know, being scared to death about AIDS. Like, yeah, as a kid, like I'm, you know, probably Quinn and Riker's age. <laughs> Remember seeing it on the news, them talking about it. I mean, it's definitely a death sentence. Like you're done for. But that's kind of what Johnson. that's kind of what they were, they were making everybody feel like, right? They were like making it seem like in the book kind of mentions it like this could wipe out the globe, like it could eventually get to a billion people. It could just keep going and going and going. That's kind of like how it seemed like they were trying to push like COVID in a way. It's like, we got to stop this. We got to hurry to these vaccines. We got to get everybody vaccinated so that this doesn't continue to go on forever. But then you like kind of backtrack and you look, it's like, well, how bad was AIDS really? I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't exist anymore, but no one's, my kids aren't fearful. I don't even know if they know what AIDS is. Sure. I was fearful as a kid. Yeah. I remember getting poked yeah. by a needle that a friend of mine was diabetic and somehow I bumped into a needle of his or whatever that he injected his insulin with or whatever. I like lost sleep at night thinking that I had AIDS. AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> Even though, I mean, he didn't, but I was like, well, I don't know what he has. You know what I mean? He was diabetic, but I got poked and was bleeding from, you know, hitting his needle. But I remember just being scared to death. And it, a lot of it was because in the book, it kind of says there were like, there were parts of them starting to say that like just normal contact with people like me and you talking over a long period of time. Like if we were close family members yeah. and we were around each other a lot and I had AIDS, that like Fauci was saying, we're not ruling out the fact that you could get it that way. 
AIDS? Yeah. Whoa. But, but they pushed that. Like, they were saying, like, we're just not ruling it out. Ruling it out? Yeah. They weren't ruling out the fact that maybe close contact like this, not intravenous ways, sexual contact or blood transfusions and stuff, like, really was kind of the only way to transfer that, right? But in the book, doesn't it, the way I heard it was, like, Fauci was saying there's a chance that over long periods of time, being in close proximity with someone with AIDS, you might get it. Yeah, I, think the, I think the phrase that he used was like non-intimate close contact. But that's pretty much... No, not like respiratory. Like You're like in constant contact. But they were saying like nurses and stuff like that were maybe high risk. Well, the, were, the whole... You're a man of that. Yeah, we need to move this fridge. Why don't we put this fridge underneath the table? <laughs> I love that. Sorry, I can go behind you. I'm glad to do it. Good. We could actually, if we could reach, I'm glad to here, do it. If we could get it in this corner, I could always be the go getter. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, have a run at it. I, I'd be the best at that. You don't sometimes, like that. You don't like that anymore. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. <laughs> when I'm in the middle of talking, yeah, I don't like that. Oh, whatever. It is what it is. Um, it's fear. What happens? What happens when you get a bunch of people scared? You know, then you can want, tell them to I think they're, oh, they're, no, people want to people want to protect their family. They there's psycho- their there's some psychology in that, right? Like, but it's, there has to be. But what do you, what do you, what do you expect? I mean, we're it's our nature as people. I'm you just want to pissed survive. that I yes, was I, agree, de- I, I was deemed that. a lot of things or whatever at work and other places. People sure. like thought different things about me because I was unwilling to get the vaccine. They thought, you know, what I mean that I didn't care about other people's lives and that you know. I was well, selfish. What's your, what's your stance on it now? I'm glad do I didn't Do you want to go it. tell those people I told you? No, not at all. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't. Can you understand that these people were scared? I mean, both ways. I agree. But I don't think that in the end, my stance was do what you want. I wasn't even on a, you know. Those people were doing what they wanted. They thought, you know. But they were but they were. But they were also not saying he gets to do what he wants. He needs to do what they do. That's fair, too. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, was, it's just that. I was called selfish. This to goes. My face. This goes. This goes to a bigger, a, a bigger picture that I feel like I always revert to is at times people want to get on the side. It always, even if it's subconsciously of, I was right, but I'm going to show you grace. Even that to me is a, is a very condescending stance to take. People are people. People react the way they do because that's how people react. No, you just said it. People want to be a part of something and want to take a side. Sure. Like they there are that so many too, pe- there are so you know? many people that don't have a community at which they feel like they're a part of. But do you need and a so, community to be a part of? Yeah. I think people I think yeah. I mean, clearly look at the divisiveness of our country. Yeah, we've divided into groups that point fingers at each other, and then more and more people join whatever group that they feel like they can be a part of that welcome them in and just point fingers at each other. So, yeah, I do. I do I do think that, that people want to be a part of something, and they should be, but they should feel that way naturally. Like, it should just happen in friendship and family and co-workers and just people you meet and yeah everybody's different some people are more introverted and some people are more extroverted and have more chances to meet whatever doesn't matter but you get on a side and you're like this is my side i'm stake i've staked my claim 
Yeah. I'm down the I've middle. I've drawn the line in the sand, and, which is what Nick is saying is like, hey, I I got vaccinated, so you should. You're selfish not to. Okay. Well, they got in a group, and they didn't think about sure. like the whole picture, which is you're saying, yeah, it's fine for them to think that way, but it's also fine for somebody to be like, yeah. I'm not going to do that. Right. I know you are. Right. I know where right. you stand. But I'm not, just, I'm not just, condemning uh, just you. To, let me interject a little bit of context, but... I think that's where a lot of this falls apart is to what you're saying, to the exact thing you're saying. If you make a statement, then you so you so quickly to be, well, then you're against the opposite. And that's very much not the case for a lot of stuff. Agreed. You can have your opinion. So that means I can't have my opinion. No, you are absolutely entitled to your opinion, too. You can do what you want to. Well, then if I'm not going to do what you want to do, that means I'm wrong. Absolutely not. Right. You can I, do what you want to do. I 100% agree with that. You know? But we become a society that is yeah. that way. That is, if you're not for me, you're against me. Right. But it's also either you're like me it, or you're wrong. Can, and it could be it could be the that this part of this controller is purple. Why? Well, I, I I love that that's purple. I don't like that that's purple. Well, you you don't well, like me that tough shit. You're less. You're you don't less like me that because this is purple. Right. This is you know what I mean. It, that's yeah, where it gets sure. like it's like for no sure. because. There could be so much more to the scheme of things that we agree on, yeah. which there probably is. Yeah. But we've become a society of we like people feel alone. I think, and they feel like this. There are things that they can belong to, and then they can shout and scream and do their thing and and point fingers. And I think most people probably are where we sit are like, be like, okay. I don't agree know. to disagree, I mean, but there's so much attention pointed toward the people that aren't that way. Sure, I don't think it, there's. It takes a lot of work. Sometimes that work is a lot of fun, but it takes a lot of work to to get comfortable with somebody and and really know somebody. For sure. And people just don't like work. You know? <laughs> I, don't you think it's, it's crazy you, you that invest, you're not wrong? You got to invest time, and, you know, resources and huge chunks of your life to really get to really get to know somebody get comfortable around them i mean you gotta you gotta have disagreements you gotta accept things that maybe you're like man i wouldn't accept that from anyone else but i've had conversations with this person and i get it yeah we'll lay that on the table another time i gotta soften up a little bit around this stuff because i don't want to make this person not around anymore you know so maybe that's how somebody gets a foot in the door you know do you guys think it's funny that like when we were kids, it was perfectly normal for a Democrat woman to marry a Republican guy and then just kind of laugh it off, right? That's like he what, votes for so and so, and he that's, that's like what, unheard that's of. What, I, I want to say that that's what we thought, yeah, because but, we were kids. No, but it, it did happen though. But I'm saying like it, sure, but it happens now. You have congressional members that have <laughs> spouses that are the opposite party. I'm saying I feel like it's less likely because I feel like it only takes like one deal breaker. Like you could love nine things about a person, but if you're like, I feel like nowadays people get hung up on the one thing that they disagree on and they domino effects into like, oh, well, Nick, like you supported Trump. Yeah. You're racist. Like, yeah, I can't imagine, you know what I mean? Like anybody I, liking you because you're racist. And I'm like, I am not. I, I well, and I do, <laughs> you know? and I do feel, I do feel the needle has moved that way. I don't know that it's like completely that way, but I do feel the needle has moved that way. That people are, you're not 
again, you're not for me in this instance. That means you're totally, you're 100% against me. It's like, no, we disagree on that portion, which could be 3% of who we are. Yep. Could be 20% of who we are, and we could still have a great time, like, figure there's, it out, right? There's some deal so, breakers out there, like you had for mentioned. For sure. Like you had mentioned, like you said, like, I'm not really a fan if some dude's going to lay his hands on a woman. Like, you're not going to be buddies with me if you know that I'm smoking my wife, right? right You'd be like, right. Nick, you're a freaking dipshit. I won't give you any time. Like, right. that's dumb. No, even if you loved a thousand things about me, it's like, that's, I, that's understandable. For sure. But, like, political disagreements or your choice of having a vaccine or not making that mean you're something else or you're yeah. totally a bunch of things, it's like... That's nuts but to e- me. But even that, right? even like, even like the big mistakes of, Ollie, out. of. I wonder if this is like their safe spot, or he just like wants to like get away from him. It's like, leave me alone. Carlos, out, 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 go, go, do it. Out, Carlos, out, out. I should just take the dipshit home and you guys can finish up. Oh, no, he's good. That's no, 9 o'clock. I no. probably got another 20 minutes. We're good. We're good. Um, man, yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> happens, right? Yeah. No, what I was going to say is the 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 disagreements, I I do think they're, they're more prominent now. They carry more weight. And it... it there's there's an error toward being divided rather than being united. Sure. You know, there's there's like we're we err on the side of I'm with this group, so I'm not I'm 100% not with that group. Let me, like it, instead of being like, yeah, I'm more aligned over here, but there's some cool stuff they're doing over there. Sure. We could probably help each other out. Instead me, it's like, let me put this put the wall this way. Up. So Conflict re- resolution is like a is a big part of my job, and there's times where a conflict will come up, and you find yourself in in short order. It's a race to the bottom, you know. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. anytime that I find myself in that predicament, it's like I don't feel great about this. But you know what I do honestly feel great about is every time when I stop, I take it on the chin you know somebody might be running their mouth getting real loud and boisterous and you're like okay this is how you feel all right yeah i'm not going to i'm not going to go for the short win here and call you out right now and slap you across the face and make you feel (laughs) less of a person right in front of other people sure you know and you, you know what happens almost 10 times out of 10 when you put or like you know, I disagree with you, and you walk away, and you let the let the temperature cool off. That person who was loud and trying to put you in that position in front of other people, they usually come back to you and like apologize. You know, and then you can do something constructive. You can say okay, and you take it with a little bit of grain of salt, and you realize people people are people. People have tempers. People have attitudes. People have personalities. Why is it so hard for everyone to understand it? Yeah. You know, why do why do people just get so hell bent on? I'm gonna bat a thousand today. You know, I'm gonna put everyone in their place. I'm gonna be carried around on this throne by all these peasants, <laughs> and I'm gonna be the king today. Right. 
That's not how it works. That's how it's, that's how it's never worked. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're right. It's uh, just the this the lack of compassion as a whole of people. It's like you know, does it get exponentially worse, or you know, does this next generation, you know, get to a point to where it's it's okay to be wrong? You know, it's okay to not have an answer right now. It's okay to, okay, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I was spouting off at the mouth, but let's still have a conversation about it. And not have to be like, you were wrong. I educated you. I'm the big brain here. I mean, it's so, I mean, think of how much, think of how much progression and group learning has just been thrown in the garbage can because somebody, you know, somebody had to get in a dick measuring contest and they right. were right and you were wrong. Sure. That sucks. Think of where we could be. I mean, yeah, the future that we all thought we were going to be flying around on flying cars and teleporting and shit like that. that maybe that could have happened 100 years ago mm-hmm. if we would have stopped fighting with each other all over the time and throwing away other people's good ideas because they weren't yours. Right. No, pride no, gets in the way. For, for sure. sure. Yeah, right? 100%. I... I mean, you go back to the old adage of, of, you know, the Lord gave us two ears and one mouth for mm. a reason, right? Right. right. Start, um, li- start listening. But a what's bit. the? I, I guess what's the, what's the other bit. side of that? You know, how many, how many wars were fought and won because of that? Because somebody was like, "I'm right, you're wrong," and maybe it steered us out of some cataclysmic event. You know, it's not. Mm-hmm. How do you temper that? Where do you find that sweet spot? Yeah, or there's, you always there's just definitely have this ebb there's definitely no there, yeah you know? I agree there's definitely a line where you're like all right I'm not listening anymore time to talk yeah. right sure where but where is that line it's different for other it's different for everybody yeah and how do you find a spot right. where you can control it yeah, yeah. what do you yeah. know about that speaking of war that whole did you hear anything about that Wagner Putin yeah. thing I, like, today the second in command got arrested from the Wagner group. Here's the crazy thing. This isn't over yet, right? And this is just my theory, and you guys can say whatever you'd like to on it too. But so the story goes, or the the reporting goes, uh, Russia bombed a camp, an encampment that that Wagner group was at, and killed a shitload of these mercenaries, right? So what? the Russian army has the, the Russian way? army. What's what is this? Wagner group is a bunch of collective paid for mercenaries that Russia paid to come in and fight. Ukraine war. Oh my goodness! Right. So they're paid soldiers. Correct. Yeah, mercenaries. Yep. That's the in, that's yeah. like the the most yeah. Yeah, rudimentary definition. Mm-hmm. Right? I get it. I get so it. So they're okay. they're these fighters that got brought in. They're out on the front lines, down you know fighting in that conflict zone of. It tells where it tells you a whole lot about where Russia's at. But anyway, Russia doesn't have, and this goes back to something we talked about a long time ago, and it came up. In that one weird podcast, remember that podcast that Rogan did with that one guy who was like spouting end of the world oh, scenarios yeah. oh, and yeah. stats about he ain't population wrong. growth. This might he might be right about this stuff There's, about how weak they are. Right. So yeah. Russia, although it's a huge country, it's vastly unpopulated. Right. Yeah. And so anyway, they so this Wagner group, paid mercenaries. One of the encampments they're in takes a missile strike from the Russian army, kills a whole bunch of them. So the guy, I, even if I knew his name, I'd pronounce it wrong. Right? There's way too many consonants in Russian <laughs> names. So he's like, you know what? 
fuck these guys. They turn around and start marching towards Moscow. Oh, shiznit. They get within 100 miles of Moscow, and the president of Belarus is like, time out, guys. We're going to meet, and we're going to talk this thing out. So the head of the Wagner group, the president of Belarus, and Putin, or some of Putin ate, Putin's aides, somebody representing Russia, all get together, and they're like, they squash it. Squash it. <laughs> so there's been some chatter going back and forth since then. And all this happened within like three, four days. Break. Go find <sighs> now there's things that are coming out that say the Wagner group already had a plan to go do this. Because Staged. How, oh. how, things, how things weren't going great. Right? In the, this so whole they, So they said one more thing. We're... Pretty much. They were on the... No, they actually had a plan to go. And from the thing I read today said they... They were then were inside of seventy two hours of making this thing happen, and then Russia got wind of it. So like, we got to go now and do this. I thought I had heard something that they that it was like it wasn't Russia who threw that missile in. It was actually like either Ukraine or CIA or something did it to set the whole thing off. Could have been. You know, they're still trying to untangle who who blew up that pipeline. You know what I mean? Us. Yeah, I was <laughs> just gonna say it was probably us. There's not. I mean, well. It's, Biden promised to end it. The story is looking. The story <laughs> that we're going to get spoon He doesn't fed, know that, but he did. <laughs> the story that we're getting spoon-fed is it's going to end up being Ukraine went after it. And there's already some substantiating that says, like, we said don't do that. And then they did it. Anyway, so this Wagner group marches towards Moscow. They figure out, let's squash this because this is going to be a civil war. There's some tracking of an airplane, a private jet, that was connected to the head of the Wagner group that takes a flight to Moscow. Right? After this happened, why would you be going to Moscow? Cuz the the head of the Wagner group is basically he, he's basically he's basically been sentenced to stay in Belarus and he no longer fights in this war. You got to stay over there or you're going to jail. Well, today a thing came out his second in command got arrested by Russia. That guy's already dead. Or he's being tortured or oh, yeah. whatever, right? Yeah. So now this is not the end of this. We'll, you know, who knows what what level of knowledge we'll ever gain of this thing. So this Wagner group is just a bunch of soldiers. Yeah, with a whole bunch of tech. They had like something like over four hundred pieces of armament. What what uh, movie is army. this? Like, uh, there's a movie where there's this stuff happens, and there's like the. The mercenary paid for, like, so it's not like this, but they're... Roughly, like, the, yeah. the mercenaries get double-crossed by the people that are paying them, and they're like... But it's still, but it's yeah. still the, the same type of thing. There's paid, like, there's a paid division that's not, like, the government army or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember. What yeah, but they're using, like I said, they're using Russia's tech. You know, they have tanks, they have, you know... No, it's gun, the eighteen gun, gun batteries. It's the eighteen. Yeah, right? It's the eighteen. It's crazy. You know, who knows? It's always you know, history's written by the victors, right? We'll never know what's going on day to day over there because we're not there. But we're sitting down eating <clears throat> eating dinner the other day and got the news on. And it's showing some of these clips of this Wagner group and they're like occupying down you know, like downtown cityscapes and stuff like that. And it was like that's crazy. I'm like, can you imagine if we walked downtown Pawpaw and there's tanks and hundreds of people with, you know, assault rifles and that's that's day to day. 
the sun's not out. You're not thinking about let's go. You're like, let's go get groceries and go back home because there's you get shot at any moment. Right. There could be somebody who throws, you know, a bomb somewhere and all of a sudden you're the center of a huge war. That's how that life is. Imagine having a whole decade of your life consumed by the fear of war because it's on, you know, it's two blocks down from your house. There's real places like this. Places that have been there. Yeah. People have spent their entire life like that. Yeah. Not like us. Not like let's go to a Tigers game. Dude, no, like, how crazy is that? Yes. Like there's been a tank parked outside of my house for four weeks now, and it keeps blasting four weeks, shells like, up. Talk about fifteen years, maybe. Right. Some places. Yeah. You've had to walk past embankments of Constantino wire to go to school your entire life. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't imagine being like just even living in Europe. You know just, what I mean? Because you're so just, that close. Just I mean, that, wasted time. You know? Yeah, we have states. How lucky are but we? All of us, yeah, we have states, right? but we're all under the same umbrella. Now, imagine if all these states were like, our money's different, our language is different. You guys are dirty, stinky people from Indiana. You know what I mean? Stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, we have that fandom that that does that, but it's like, ultimately, we all. Salute the same yeah. flag here. We, we all we, we all will take a beer bong out of that same Correct. beer bong. Correct. Right. <laughs> yeah. Plus, we haven't lived through a continental war over here. They have a couple times. Yeah. We're we have the luxury of being surrounded by water for what like 60 percent of our landmass, right? So we have no neighbors on either side of us. Oh, the neighbor to the south, we have trade agreements with. The neighbors to the north are basically us. They're sw- and they're Switzerland. You know? yeah, they are right. not going to do anything. Just cooler people. They're just, just like right. But not. That's not to say that they're out, they're not without their own <laughs> huge faults. But they're just more chill. They're yeah. not an aggressive. You know, oh, not at country, all. You know, not at all. Not to, towards us anyway. You know. No. Even <laughs> though we have Alaska, which is part of them. Right. Yeah, who? What other country has a piece of their country twice, thousand miles away from the actual country, and they're just like, well, we also we're have, not going to touch that. We also have it the UP, which either is should be Canada or should be Wisconsin. Should be that Wisconsin. really, that might be the best like description of like who, <laughs> like, who we Mich- are. Michigan was like, no, that's ours. Yeah, a little piece of it there. doesn't even touch us. Right. That is funny. It looks yeah. like Wisconsin. See, all you people who can mine take, the, take one mine. step and be in this area, we're going to be at a bridge that's mine. five miles long to get to it. Mind the gap. The Uper is actually associated. Mine, mine with, the gap, people. They associate with Wisconsin more, I'm sure, most of oh, the yeah. UP oh, people. Yeah. Especially on the border, because it's such a long border there. They're yeah. all Green well, Bay Packers yeah, fans. Yeah, if you're way over there, if you're way on the west side no, of No, but the UP, whole thing, it's a massive border between the oh, UP yeah. and For sure. the whole side of yeah. Wisconsin. It's there. probably... Is it bigger than the Indiana-Ohio border on the south? I would guess. Yeah, I would think so, too. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, if you just took that line away, it would look like Wisconsin was just that large. Yeah. yeah. Or it was just Canada. And and then we get Isle Royale or Royal. Isle Royal. Right. It's in the middle of Lake Superior. It's like, that's ours. That's yeah, Michigan. Yeah, we're taking that one, too. That's Michigan. What was the whole? I, there was I remember hearing this, and it, it was one of my um, geography teachers, and they broke down why Pennsylvania has that little notch that touches Lake Erie. Is it Erie or Huron? Let's go up. Yeah. It's north. Yeah. Because they needed like some frontage. It was some some bullshit <laughs> like that. Like, hey, trade. Hey, I don't even know. I want to give this you all up of now. this, but that little point that goes up there, 
we need a way to get to this water, so we're taking, you know. Oh, yeah, right here on the, right here. Yep. It's just a little, little tickler right there. So I was like, yeah, New York gets some. Um, we're, yeah, we're getting some. Yeah. It was probably just to give them a port, right? Like, probably something to that effect. Yeah, eerie. It gave them eerie. You know, it's like why the bottom of Michigan is offset. You know, that was some weird land deal, too. Like, why isn't it just straight across the bottom? I didn't realize how close Ohio was, either. Like we do, we went, we drove, and then we were like ten minutes in Indiana, and then we were in Ohio. Yeah. And I was like, "What?" You go down I sixty nine, and it's like right. But there. we were this one. Look at so you see this? You see that? Mm-hmm. We were like, golly, we were Youngstown. We were like right here, Warren, Warren, right here, Warren. That's where we were yeah. for golf. Like, way over here, dude. We were way the fuck over there. Crazy. Yeah, dude. Dude, Canada is ginormous. It is huge. It's a big bitch. Is Canada without Alaska bigger than the U.S.? It has to be. Yeah. All that stuff mm-hmm. in, like, the Northwest Territory, that super frigid, All the way almost land. to Greenland. Like, it, yeah. Like, like, when you go up, is this... Canada or is that Greenland? No, that's Greenland. Greenland and Iceland. No, this is Greenland oh. and this is Iceland. I want to say that stuff to the left is Greenland. That's still There's, Greenland. Some and of those the... islands are are all Canada. Well, gotcha. check it out. Like, see if you can go just a border map and get off of like the topography. I don't know how to do that. The filter over the top right. Quinglin, Quinglin, Quinglin region. <laughs> oh, oh, I got you. I got you. I got you. Yeah, default. Okay. Hold on. Yeah, it still doesn't really say. It doesn't say. Yeah, it's that weird shadow realm, right? It's like, <laughs> meh. It's like, oh, that's meh. where the whole earth is. Yeah. That's <laughs> where the white walkers come from. That's <laughs> where that pimple. That's where that pimple needs to be popped. A Nick sent the other day. <laughs> the U.S., though, just even like... As far as our population, like I was looking at this one map that like showed like how you could see all like the cities and metro areas and stuff really well. And yeah. west of the Mississippi, like it's dead. Like it's a flyover states, man. But oh, it's nothing. it's yeah. so like I mean you have Kansas City on I thirty five, you have Minneapolis on I thirty five, kinda going that path all the way down to Texas. But like you get west of there, like think of do you know cities? No, there's nothing in the nothing Rockies. west of Kansas City. You got to get Denver. to Denver, but then you got to get south to like the Phoenix and Arizona stuff. But, yeah, but if you look at Salt like, Lake City, na- name then. three cities in Idaho. Boise is one. Coeur d'Alene, Boise, and Boise. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, Boise is such a big Tom. city that they named their college a, Boise State. Right. <laughs> I think it's Tom. Tom Idaho. There's just potato. Bismarck what? town. I saw something Correct. that came out. There was a heat map of the states that would heat survive map. a zombie apocalypse, and we were egregiously low. I'm like, our natural resources make us, I would say, the best contender to survive a zombie apocalypse. Unless these zombies can swim. Yeah. Yeah, unless they're like Aquaman. Oh, no. Yeah, we dig that. that number one Number one was like someplace in, I'm going to say the southeast. It was like. How's that be Florida? Sense. Might. I feel like you'd get blocked in in Florida. Everybody would be pushed to the keys, and maybe they, maybe they think Florida with its you know. No, mostly I think Michigan would be in a great with its spot. mostly protected border. You know, mm-hmm. with with water. 
Yeah. And maybe they're just like, you know, Florida people will Plus, fight we can cut that, anyway. we can blow that bridge up. Yeah. Now you can't get across. You don't even have to blow or up. just pick people off as they're trying to cross yeah, them. No, I'm take just like saying. Four or five people to protect that thing. You know? We'll put ramps. Only the daredevils get across. Good. You know, like it's, but, uh, but I, I'm yeah, just I saying. Know. I mean, with with our availability of fresh water, with our yeah very uh, agreeable crop growing cycles, you know, I feel like Michigan weathers the storm, you know. Plus, we have a huge part of the state that's totally undeveloped. You know, yeah. the southern half is the developed part. Michigan's the bomb. You get to the northern part of the, 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 of the lower peninsula, and it's It's not sparse. the mitten, it's the bomb. It is. <laughs> Five fingers, but slap everyone across their face. <laughs> slap you, dude! It'll come right across your face. Come up here, get the shit slapped out of you. It's, it's not, it's not mo- a mitten. Mo- it's a mo- boxing glove. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, right. That's Why did right. they ever say mitten? They should have said it's a. That's right. Yeah, Muhammad Ali living here did. He did. Burying Springs, right? Angie used to call in the vet clinic that uh, took care of his dogs. Oh, really? His dogs were named Champ and Bailey. Remember Champ Bailey? The really? Player? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, Berrien Springs. I still think, though, like the whole, this whole Ukraine and Russia thing is just, I feel like there's just more to everything going on. Like, I feel like it's just theater. I think it's theater. There definitely is, Nick. Yeah. Yeah, I agree agree with that. I don't know that you could be closer to the truth. But you know how they talk about, you ever hear that, like, saying where they're just like, they talk about China and they're like, China is playing a game of Go or 3D chess or something, right? And, like, everywhere else in the world, they're just thinking, like, about setting up their checker table or checkerboard. People just use that reference all the time. Sure. Because they say, like, China doesn't think in terms of what's happening next year or the year after. China's been around for (laughs) 5,000 years. But they think in terms of where are we at in 100 years, right? And so they're, like, putting things in place. Like, they'll, like, just totally like go against something where it's like why would they be giving up that right now you know what i mean like their whole lockdown scenario or their censorship and all of their stuff right it's like no like they know exactly what they're doing right they're getting a handle on on their people to make them i am by no means saying that the way that china conducts business is something i agree with but look how big they are look how long they've been around you know what i mean we are like day to day right now compared to them you know, I mean, our country could be turned on its ear in a very short order. Yeah, I think there's good too, but but I don't disagree. It's two completely different philosophies, and you're right. They're I don't they're, think it, I don't I think they're they're trying to make moves that are like China. we're 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 looking so far um, in the, into um, the future. China has a stranglehold Sit. on the people that live there. You know, they I don't yeah. I don't know that they could. No, they do. They have I don't the, think it's right. They have, the, but they have the means to. But they do well an uprising, and that doesn't mean right. Exactly, no that doesn't mean know. that my thinking of what's right matters. No, yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, your opinion is right. not something right. that you my think. moral compass may not matter if they decide right. to just. You, you know do how many? Something. You know how many people? How many group of three people are sitting in some Chinese secret room? None. <laughs> I'd be willing to put money on there's this zero situation is not talking yeah. about the things we talk yeah. that is not there's no there. Saturday at seven podcast no. over there <laughs> no oh boy All right. but like some people would say though that like everything that we're doing here in America kind of and I think like with us becoming 
super woke and super soft and super not like it's almost a downfall if you like have too much American pride, right? That's seen as like negative. You need to be more it's fun, over time it's though, fun, what happens to us? It's, fun, it's, it's funny good. you say that, right? So that's kind of the narrative. But I saw this reel today and this guy's like everyone says that you know, right now, two thousand twenty three, you know, is kinda like the Great Depression. So this guy's like, let's let's run some numbers here and see what happens. It's like, so the average individual income during, he's like, the worst year of the Great Depression was 19, he said it was 1930. I think he said it was 1930. Anyway, one year, like, the Great Depression was a decade long. His history is concerned. There was one year that was the worst. So, like, let's take the worst of it. And the average income for a person was something like, it was minuscule. I want to say it was like five or six grand for a person. He's like, you scale that in the in the depression, right? In the worst year of the depression, it's like you scale that with inflation and get it to today's number. And there's a calculator online that'll do all this for you. And this guy shows it today. That money, the average income should be at the worst time during the Great Depression for a single person should be like just shy of ninety thousand dollars. Average income for a person in America right now is like thirty-five thousand dollars. Thirty-five. He's like, it is far worse than the Great Depression for all of us right now. Thirty-five. Yeah, isn't that crazy? The average, the mean income for a single person in the United States is like thirty-five thousand. Yeah, households only like fifty. No. Wild. Household average for the entire country is like fifty, sixty thousand. I'm pretty sure. So they said if they scaled really? it from the worst time real? of the Great Depression, it was it would be. I mean, we, we would all I'm be look it up. so we would be so much better off at the worst times if stuff kept up. Mm-hmm. But yeah. You know? So in but then in, again, you've got everything super lopsided. You know, I mean, the, this is weird. Think about like the the early turn of the century. So after like the Federal Reserve what was that 1912 or 1913. After the Federal Reserve was made and that relocation of wealth. So, like, it, this ties back into, like, the whole Titanic thing with the Rothschilds and all those people who got off the boat. And the guy who was Do we watch Titanic richest, last night? The guy, who was, <laughs> the guy who was the richest guy on the planet who owned over 40% of all mor- mortgages, that was the guy who went down on the boat, right? And he was opposed to the uh, Federal did, Reserve. Who didn't get on it? J.P. Morgan. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So all those guys who got off, okay, so now their biggest opposition, who is the richest person, is now at the bottom of the Atlantic. So after that, then you have this exponential growth for the people that were super rich and a whole bunch of collection of money. And then the the average person staying flat and not growing at all. But all those people are growing, you know, I mean, you're – generational wealth that we'll never be able to wrap our minds around. Yep. Oh, 52, 51. Hold on. Well, that's one earner. Okay, so let's go two earners. Two earners. This is, uh, this is since, this is 20, April of 22. Oh, here's it. Here. Dude, 
District of Columbia, two people. 138,000. It's the only one above 100,000. How freaking crazy. Dude, that tells you a lot, right? District of Columbia. The next highest is... Golly, let's look here. I tell you what, my go-to the news next, source... Dude, is, this is freaking crazy. Is dude, this is an interesting... These are interesting stats. This is household income. Okay? Hold on. Let me let Carlos out. This is interesting. Alright, so this is household... This is household income. Okay? Oh, I was... The... the, the for two people. For two, for two earners. Okay? Two earners. Which is pretty normal, right? That's the average these days. In the District of Columbia, it's $138,342. Okay. The next highest, what would you think the next highest state would be? It's got to be like New York or California, doesn't it? California? You would think California, but it's not. Vermont. Colorado's higher. Vermont so, or Connecticut or something. So, here, so here's what's funny. Maryland, 98,000. You know what? I was getting confused. So Mar- Maryland is the next highest at 98. Then Massachusetts. Then Connecticut. Where's New York? Hold on. Where's New York? New York, 80. Like So Michigan is 70,000. Hey. Look at these here, because I was confusing the average and the median. So, like, the median U.S. household income sixty-one thousand, and then it says the average U.S. household income eighty-seven. Yeah, I don't even know if that's right though. That might be, but like this is overall though, not by state. Like, I'm gonna do yeah, but seventy-six, seventy-six. Yeah, I guess population factors in, so that's probably right. But like, the fact that there's nobody, there's nobody over. A hundred for two people, which is your average household, I would say, that are earners, right? I don't know the statistics, but for some reason, I would think no. But well, let's say I'd say whatever. It's close. There's one earner, two people, three people, four four people. It doesn't really matter because the the numbers the numbers bear out because for one earner, it's seventy four thousand four. District of Columbia, Maryland is seventy five thousand. Massachusetts is seventy five thousand. You go to two people, the only one that's over a hundred thousand is District of Columbia, and it's at a, almost a hundred and forty thousand dollars. That's crazy, right? Does that even make sense? That's where the go- that's where the government is, dude. Yeah, it all, it all makes total sense. Well, I mean, it makes sense, but it's like, okay, that is nuts to me, dude. Alaska's high, ninety one thousand two earners. Michigan's seventy thousand. What it tells you too is you look at Michigan's fifty. Michigan is. Fifty-six thousand for one earner and seventy thousand for two. 
So there's not, that means there's like the Midwest. I would guess if we looked up other Midwest states, it'd be similar. More traditional. One, one er, right? If I don't. We, if, it, if we went, it, it might this. not be the same because you might have to factor in like Michigan's collapse of the auto industry. No, it doesn't matter. I mean, there's other like that. ones that are lower. I mean, there's other ones that are lo- way lower than that. But that baffles my mind that not any other state is sniffing a hundred thousand in District of Columbia is a hu- almost a hundred and forty. Well, how how small is District of Columbia? Yeah, it's not even a state. I know. Right. And, it, and how and that is populated it, populated by special interest groups. And, oh yeah, absolutely. But still, know, people who's the 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 mean salary is like. But what is there? Three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, it's great. But what are they? What are they employed yeah, by? Yeah, they're supposed the to, government. They're supposed to be telling us. I know. Hey, we know what's good for everyone. Right? No, you don't. <laughs> I know. You have no That's idea what, I mean. what everyone. That's is. my point. Yeah. That's my point. Mm-hmm. It's a very I good get point. It. It's huh? small, yeah. and the per capita person is going to work for a higher earner. But that higher earner that they're working for for is the government. Yeah. And the homeless people don't count. And there's, there's that a lot in makes, DC. N- that makes that doesn't make a lot of sense. To yeah. Me. All those lobbyists that live there. You know, they contribute to that. Yeah, this is. I'm going to study this. Uh, I'm going to study this a little bit more. This is. Uh, it's interesting. Yikes! Is he going to come blasting through there? Holy crap! I don't know, but it's. <coughs> what oh. is that? Is that? He must have to go to the bathroom. Or something. Uh, I'm wrapping it up. It's nine thirty. <laughs> is that Ali or yours? 